Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Azafetti, and I've got some new graphic nonfiction for you today. I always say I need to read more nonfiction, and I love graphic novels, so I figured marrying the two would be perfect for me. Uh, I don't know about you. I always say that I need to read more nonfiction. But I think I think with the graphic nonfiction, continuing along that line will really help me to get those nonfiction books in for my book challenge. But before we get into them, I wanted to talk about a new newsletter we have. If you're looking for fascinating stories, informed takes, useful advice, and more from experts in the world of books and reading, subscribe to Book Riot's newest newsletter, The Deep Dive, to get exclusive content delivered to your inbox. Subscribe and choose your membership level today at bookriot.com. Substack.com. And before we get into today's episode, we're going to also hear really quick from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so the first one I have for y'all today is called In Limbo by Deb J.J. Lee. It is a graphic memoir. Heads up that this has a trigger warning. So if you want to skip ahead like a couple minutes, make sure to do that. Um, It has a trigger warning for self-harm. So there's that. And I will say that starting off, of course, graphic memoirs, graphic anything, graphic novels, graphic nonfiction, graphic memoirs, they have the visual component to them and the art style and color schemes, schemes and themes and all that, I think really add to the storytelling and overall feel of the story, which is why I like graphic novels so much. And the color scheme in this particular one is grayscale and the art style is nice. (laughs) I probably should have better descriptions. I'm going to work on that. I, you know, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I can say that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get y'all some better graphic novel, graphic memoir art descriptions. That is my goal. Um, I like the art style. I think it's one thing I noticed is that I feel like how Lee and their family looks is, is different from everyone else, contrasted from everyone else, not just in a racial way, but like, it's like, it just, further creates this, like, we're on the outside type of feel. So I thought that was interesting. Also, I like how the comic panel zoom in on certain things to emphasize what they mean to Lee, like their insecurity with their eye shape is shown through a series of smaller panels that shows they're, like, examining their eyes in these, like, different various kind of odd and painful ways. I thought that looked, it kind of looked like this, like, 
kind of like punishing self-examination. So I thought that was interesting. There are panels too throughout that. And the eye, the eye one was a good, is a good example of this. But there are panels that are wordless. Um, there is Korean that is not translated. And I liked how that created this sense of like not knowing what's going on. If you don't speak Korean, which I don't, it's like, okay, it's, I think that's a good analogy for like, if you're an immigrant and you're new to a country that doesn't speak your native language, which leads me into what this memoir is about. It follows Lee, who is a teenager that first immigrated from South Korea to New Jersey with their parents when they were three. Because they're Korean, they have never quite felt like they fit in in the States. They're constantly reminded of how they're different from a lot of their classmates through these like microaggressions. Like say, for instance, people not taking the time to learn how to pronounce their name properly, people making fun of their appearance. But in Korea, they also don't quite fit in because having spent so much time in the U.S., they are obviously very American. So it's kind of this like, well, all right, <laughs> Eric, I just, re- I just remembered the title of the graphic memoir. It's in limbo. I was about to say like, it's like being in limbo. Duh. That's why I just had a light bulb go over my head, y'all. Be, be patient with me. So yes, they are in limbo, culturally speaking, and I as far as their identity goes and stuff like that. But then, but wait, there's more. Then there's a relationship with their mother who has such high academic expectations for them and who Lee argues with frequently. So like there's this kind of respite they have, which is Lee's love for playing the violin. It's kind of an outlet at first, but then it's not because that also becomes another academic thing. And it gets added to the mountain of stressors and they lose a love for it and quit playing it. And then the nature of their friendships is changing. You know, as people get older, even, you know, from elementary to middle school to high school to college, the nature of relationships change. So now they've got all these feelings of isolation and frustration and otherness And so they become depressed and attempt suicide. But then they got to therapy and find another way healthier way to vent their frustrations. And that allows them a safe place to heal and just flourish. All in all, Leave gives a really honest portrayal of what it's like to feel anxiety, depression, isolation, all those things as a teenager, especially one who was at odds with at least one of their parents, which is a lot of people, um, unfortunately, and who was kind of stuck in between worlds as a child of immigrants. So again, that is In Limbo by Deb J.J. Lee. Next up, I have Hidden Systems, Water, Electricity, the Internet, and the Secrets Behind the Systems We Use Every Day by Dan Knott. All right, a little fact about me that no one on this green earth asked for is that my mother didn't believe in paying for cable when I was in middle school, which was really sad for me because going to school kids would talk about all these shows on Cartoon Network and I was just, you know, beside myself. But she did like to buy used encyclopedias, which sounds super random. 
I know, but hey, everyone's got a hobby, okay? Um, so being bored and being the little bookworm that I have always been, I would read the encyclopedias because they were colorful. And I just like learning about stuff, especially animals and things. Well, I mention that because this is the type of graphic nonfiction book that someone who likes just learning about stuff, especially things you are used to, but don't necessarily think about often or know how they work. Like if you are that type of person, you like factoids, you just like just learning more about the world. This is the type of book for you, for us, friend. Like, you know, pull up a chair, have a seat. We're going to read it together and learn about water, electricity, and the internet. So the book describes hidden systems as something we don't notice until it breaks. And in this particular case, that something is, like I said, water, electricity, and the internet. The book opens up with an illustrated person thinking about how much they don't know about everything day things, which same, um, that gets them thinking about the aforementioned hidden systems and how they're only talked about widely when something disastrous happens. The book gets broken into chapters that explore things mentioned before. Um, so it gets, has a water chapter, electricity chapter, inner chapter, and things are broken down into easier to understand bites throughout the panels. I say easier to understand but it is still a lot of information, which just means it's thorough. But it also makes for a great book to revisit. Each time, pick it up for a little bit, learn a little bit here and there, put it down, pick it up again, learn a little more or reinforce what you learned before. So, I mean, that's at least that's how I see books like this. One thing that's really great about this, apart from what I've already mentioned, is that these systems it talks about how these systems affect marginalized people. I've been seeing more and more people talking about the environmental movement and how it needs to be more closely tied to marginalized groups, especially indigenous people and black people in the US, of course, we're talking, this is what we're talking about the US, because they're greatly affected by it. Everything from redlining to displacement and lots more. Art, by the way, is a simple kind of comic style. Again, love that this is a graphic novel because I feel like having the illustrations accompanying the explanation for these systems is so helpful for people like me who are not familiar with these things at all. It just helps to see the words written and then have the illustrations to strengthen what's written. So I really like that aspect of it. Again, that's Hidden Systems, Water, Electricity, the Internet, and the Secrets Behind the Systems We Use Every Day by Dan Knott. Last one I have for you today is Colin Kaepernick, Change the Game. This is by, obviously, Colin Kaepernick, but it's co-written by Eve L. Ewing and illustrated by Orlando Caicedo. And this is another graphic memoir. If you, like me, didn't know much about Kaepernick, except for, you know, like the football and kneeling and stuff like that, I think everyone knows about that, didn't know much about him otherwise, though. But he actually started off playing baseball, which he was also really good at. And this graphic memoir is along the same vein as In Limbo, the one I mentioned a minute ago, um, in as far as it's about coming of age, dealing with microaggressions, trying to find yourself and establish your identity for yourself as opposed to letting others do it, which makes sense given that we are staying within the confines of the young adult category. So if there is a memoir, it's most likely going to be centered around this stage in life. Anyway, Kaepernick. So this tells how he is trying to figure out who he is as the mixed, that is half white, half black, as the mixed adopted child of two white parents. 
And I say mixed, but growing up, he did identify as a just as a black person. And he was treated as he as though he were black, which is a lot of mixed people's experiences. So I've heard. So he's really good at baseball and he's being ushered into it. He's getting scouted by schools, the MLB, like side note, but to be greatly talented at not one, but two sports, like at the professional level. Let me just pause and say that must be nice. I am far from being able to play any kind of sports ball. So I love that for him. With baseball, though, he didn't feel as connected to it. He also gets told in subtle and not so subtle ways that he wouldn't really fit in. Like there's a quote by a professional MLB player that says that basically it's not a sport that welcomes non-white men, which I have no idea. I mean, you know, so many things in our country are, you know, exclusive to groups. Um, I know next to nothing about sports, but football starts looking more appealing to him, um, but he doesn't have any offers for that. Not yet anyway. There's a risk he takes in pivoting to football, but part of him becoming his own person, standing in his identity, his racial identity, that he has to explore himself. His adoptive parents are not very helpful in that aspect at all. So he seeks it out through like his girlfriend's family, reading about things, looking up to certain athletes and stuff like that. So yes, this pivot to football is a big risk but it's part of him becoming his own person. And it obviously shapes his future in major, major ways. We already know that part. And the art style in this is very colorful and I feel like it's well-suited for the action-y sports scenes. So again, that is Colin Kaepernick, Change the Game by Colin Kaepernick, Eve L. Ewing, illustrated by Orlando Caicedo. That's all I have for y'all today. I hope that... These books sound interesting to you as some nonfiction YA books you can pick up. Thanks so much for tuning in today, as well as our sponsor for making the day show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore easy E underscore. Big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound great as usual. We will see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading. Happy reading.